You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Wonder. Noun. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration, caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Verb. Desire or be curious to know something. I have a pillow on my bed that says, wander often, wonder always. It's sort of one of my mottos. I mean, you can't just have one, you know. But wonder is a trait we usually reserve for the young, And you usually hear it said, childlike wonder. And once we get past the age where we aren't surprised by new or unexpected things on the daily, we tend to lose our ability to do so. It's a trait, however, that originally attracted my husband to me. Somehow, I have always had the ability to be completely captivated by beauty, the unexpected, the surprising. And curiosity, it's one of my core values. This is episode 21. And today, we're talking about grown-up wonder. Wonder is one of the three aspects of tenet number two of intentional optimism, being present. On my last solo episode, I shared the sailboat analogy for how the tenets of intentional optimism work together, and I'm going to run with that for a little bit because I really like it. Here's a quick refresher. The first tenet, optimistic, being hopeful, positive, and proactive, that's your boat, the hull, the vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. The second, present, having a sense of wonder, generous, kind, and open. That's your centerboard. It keeps you upright, focused. The third, courageous, taking the lead, having a sense of adventure, being resilient. This is your rigging. This holds everything together and makes it work. The fourth, energetic, being industrious, cultivating excitement and being life-focused. This is your sail, because without this, your boat's going nowhere. The fifth one is wise, understanding, cultivating in careful words, being respectful. That's your rudder. This keeps you on track, heading in the right direction. And then intentional, that sense of purpose, your planning, your growth. This is setting everything up to properly capture the wind whenever it chooses to show up. So today, we're going to dive into that first aspect of being present, having a sense of wonder. Now, if you haven't listened to the episode where I give an overview of being present, you're going to want to go back and do that. It's episode number six, The Importance of Being Present. It turns out, (laughs) it's the most popular episode so far. That should tell you something. We all need it. Alrighty, let's dive in. Back in the fall of 2019, which if I'm being honest, feels like forever ago, I was able to enjoy the beginning splendor of the changing leaves in the foothills of the Blue Ridge, right over by where I live. I visited Lydia Mountain Lodge for a local business event. There's just something about the season of fall when the leaves change color and inexplicably vacate the safety of the trees. (laughs) I can almost hear them saying, wee, as they float to the ground. Fields are harvested, providing their food, and a reminder that we're both providers and recipients of God's provision. 
The first frost appears on the grass, and all the birds head south on a mission to spend the cold months without it. And we turn our hearts towards staying warm, spending time with family, recognizing how we've been blessed and how we can bless others. And looking out over those treetops, I was reminded of how easy it is to be completely lost in the beauty of creation and the intricate detail with which every single piece and part have been created. I found myself exclaiming over the breathtaking beauty, easily chatting it up with complete strangers and shamelessly snapping selfies. That's what wonder does for us. I get goosebumps every time I tell that story. Did you feel it? Embracing wonder breaks down walls of cynicism and jadedness, allowing us to experience beauty in ways that touch us deep in our souls. Like pinholes of light breaking through a canopy, reminding us of the way we viewed things before we knew better. When we allowed ourselves to be surprised and overcome and curious about life, our perspective shifts and our experience are even more potent and meaningful. Now, there are times when embracing wonder is more challenging, I'll admit. But as I've grown, I've come to understand that it takes on different forms and definitions. Having the wisdom to know what is real and what is fake is where all the tenets of intentional optimism overlap and work together. If we go back to that sailboat analogy, no one piece of the boat is going to get you from one island to the next by itself. And that centerboard of presence, made up of wonder, generosity, and kindness, within which we celebrate beauty and childlike curiosity, that thing will not actually float. But it will keep you upright with your sail in the air, ready to catch the wind. Trust me, I've dropped a centerboard off the side of the boat many times, and without it, you'll capsize. My first foray into intentional personal growth was through the Franklin Planner System. I've shared that before on this podcast. The companion book was, I think, written by Stephen Covey, and the values exercise was my initiation into the idea that I could personally outline what was important to me and how I wanted to pursue those things. After all, as children, we're told what's important, right? And this was the first time I decided what was important to me. Now, at the top of my list, because I think I laminated it, was this. I recognize and celebrate beauty everywhere, in all things and all people. And yes, it's still one of my core values. I've been through periods where it's been a little more literal than others, like when I pursued a possible singing career or when I signed up for that interior design course. And it does show up in my love of landscaping, exotic succulents, home decor, and let me tell you, I look at every single coat and every pair of shoes on every woman on every television. But why does that matter? Because that's a huge piece of what I believe it means to be present. Not the shoes and the coats, but the observation, the celebration of beauty. As children were captivated by anything new, calling it all beauty. I mean, each one of us has received a scribbled homemade card, the gift of a broken piece of a flower pot, and even been handed their own version of the Velveteen Rabbit when they thought we needed a little comfort. All of us, however, seem to let this particular ability fall to the wayside as we grow. The challenge of keeping a childlike view is that we know too much. We learn the science behind a phenomenon, the truth behind the myth, and little by little, our ability to be surprised and in awe of life is chipped away. 
In The Little Prince, a French novella made into a feature film in 2015, we see the stark contrast between the wonder of a child and the curiosity and the fun and the plans of an adult. And the narrator puts it this way, all grown-ups were once children, but only a few of them remember it. We've all seen the difference between the way a child and an adult experiences the opening of a flower. One counts each petal and marvels at how many there are. The other one may be burdened with the knowledge that the flower will fade and die once it's bloomed. We watch children waiting anxiously for the leaves to fall and be raked into a wondrous pile in which to land. And the adult, like me, dreading the work that that process requires, both before and after. So how do we get that back? Can we still experience life with wonder while knowing the reality of how things work and the ramifications of time marching forward? Well, call me crazy, but I believe our knowledge is actually a benefit rather than a curse. Allow me to explain. One of my favorite flowers, mostly because they're first, is the crocus. I know how the crocus in my garden stores nutrients in the bulb. It waits out the winter, and when the temperature is just right, it begins using those nutrients, sprouts new growth, and peaks out above the soil. Now that knowledge in no way diminishes the joy I feel, when those little tiny leaves appear through the snow. In fact, knowing all the intricate details that need to be just so actually increases my excitement. Can you hear it? I literally have cold chills again. I'm constantly in awe of how everything works together so perfectly, like it was designed that way. I believe we will never recapture the wonder of childhood. We know too much. I think we can, however, grasp a much more rich and nuanced wonder that's founded upon the new knowledge we gain every day. Yes, it's easy to let our knowledge push out the surprise and amazement we could experience when faced with new and wonderful things, but we don't have to. That's where the third aspect of wonder comes into play. Curiosity. I want to know who, what, when, where, why, how, about people, places, things, ideas, nature, What makes you tick? What makes you think the way you do? Curiosity is a huge piece of intentional optimism. Without it, we don't grow. We fail to see new perspectives. We shy away from adventure and challenge, and we never increase in our wisdom and understanding. Curiosity is the one thing we can always cultivate. And I think it's the key to tapping into what I call grown-up wonder. The wonder that comes from knowing more, not less. The wonder that generates joy that we then share with those around us. The wonder that keeps our feet on the ground and our heads in the stars. Cultivating curiosity proves we're committed to growing, to learning. Curiosity brings us closer to others, fostering better and deeper relationships. So what can you do to prevent yourself from becoming an adult who's forgotten they were once a child? You've heard it before, and I'll say it again. Decide. Decide to pursue curiosity. Just because we're in the middle of a pandemic doesn't mean this has to be difficult. Here are a few suggestions. First, read more books. Even good fiction will teach you something. Good, well-documented historical fiction? Gosh, you learn a lot. Murder mysteries? Can't tell you how much I learned from Patricia Cornwell. 
Even cozy mysteries, man, great recipes. Usually they're all in the back. You can also watch more documentaries. PBS is an amazing place to start, and I can hear you rolling your eyes. But shows like Finding Your Roots with Henry Louis Gates explore the family trees of people that you know, people that you respect, or people you've never heard of, which will fuel your curiosity to learn more about them. You can visit your local landmarks. Every place has local landmarks. I have friends who seem to have a family goal to find all the love signs in Virginia. At least it appears that way, based on how many they've already visited. You can take up a new hobby. I have another friend who decided to see how well they could feed their family sustainably from their own hobby farm. I spoke with her recently, and she shared so much of what they learned from this last season that they'll take into the next season. Where the sunlight really hits and which plants do and don't need it. Man, does gardening increase your curiosity? She said it's even increased her kids' ability to figure things out. But decide also to be astounded by your own knowledge and experience and the light it shines on the ordinary miracles happening around us every single day. Allow your knowledge to spark curiosity. The more you know, the more you want to know. That's how we tap into a deep, rich, and overwhelming grown-up wonder. And once you decide, choose. Seriously. Be intentional. Take a deep breath and choose to be amazed, be it birdsong or skilled pianist, stunning sunset or dedicated artist, faithful pet or loving friend, budding flower or blooming child. Life is full of wonder. And the older we get, the more wonderful it becomes. Wonder is not just for children. It's something that grows with us and allows us to become deeper, more grounded, more open, and yes, more optimistic. I wonder and marvel that you are there, listening to me. I celebrate the beauty of spoken word, the awe-inspiring technology that allows me to speak into a microphone in my house, and you to listen wherever you are. That, my friends, is grown-up wonder. And in these early days of 2021, as we're still in the middle of a global pandemic and the ideological divide we're suffering through in the U.S., I challenge you, decide to choose wonder, beautiful, childlike, curiosity-infused wonder. And then tell me about it. I can't wait to hear of all the amazing new ways you'll figure out to cultivate curiosity. Tell me how you're celebrating beauty and rediscovering your own grown-up wonder. Now, please share this episode with a friend, you know, that one you're thinking of as you listen, the one who really needs to hear this. And don't forget to subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, leave a review and a rating because pretty soon I'm going to start sharing review spotlights. And if yours is shared, I'll offer a free 30-minute coaching consultation so you get to share your opinion and win a prize. Thank you for your time today. On your run, your commute, while you're getting ready, or wherever you listen, I celebrate the wonder of you. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. 
This helps others find us and we'll have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.